Well, good afternoon, Shades Valley Community Church. Welcome to another episode of Midweek Musings. This past week, we were in John chapter 21. Uh, excuse me, not 21. We were in John chapter 20 uh, for the last time. And uh, this, uh, we were covering the events that take place shortly after the resurrection of Jesus, uh, actually on the evening of his resurrection when he appears to his disciples for the first time, and then he appears again a week later with Thomas. And in the midst of covering all of that, there were two verses that are particularly difficult, I think, to interpret sometimes or, or particularly difficult to understand just when you encounter them on the surface level. And uh, one of them, verse 23, in the moment, I did not feel like I did the greatest job expositing, explaining. Uh, my goals when I preach, I, I try to be as faithful to the text as I can be. I don't want you to get my word. I want you to get God's word. I want to be faithful and I want to be clear. I want to be understandable. I don't want to make things more cloudy or confusing. I want to make them as clear as possible. And I want people to encounter Christ. That's my ultimate goal. I, I want people to, through the word, I believe we encounter Jesus. We actually talked about that a lot on Sunday. Uh, obviously, I can't make that happen. You can't make that happen. It's the Holy Spirit of God that makes that happen. Uh, but in my preparation, in my prayer, I can be asking the Holy Spirit, please help me to be faithful. Please help me to be clear. And sometimes when I preach, I have moments where I feel like that's happening a lot better than it does in other places. And so what I wanted to do in this episode was revisit uh, John 20 and verse 23 and take another crack at it to hopefully help uh, exposit it a little bit more clearly. So if I just read you the text, John chapter 20 and verse 23, if we read that verse alone, Jesus is speaking and he says, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. And it sounds, just on a surface reading, it sounds like Jesus just handed us a, a, a magic wand of forgiveness where, okay, Jesus, really, I can just say, okay, you over there, you're forgiven and they're forgiven, or you over there, I don't like you, whatever, you're not forgiven and they're not forgiven. That can be kind of what it sounds like, especially if we just read that verse alone and rip it out of context. There are other texts in the New Testament that sound similar and that can be kind of confusing. For instance, Matthew 16 and verse 19, Jesus says, and he's speaking directly to Peter, but it has implications for all of his followers. He says to him, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you shall be loose in heaven. I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. It's like Peter or the apostles or us, whoever, church leaders, like we get to open the door to heaven or keep it closed from people. That sounds an awful lot like who you forgive gets forgiven and who you don't forgive doesn't get forgiven. So what's going on? With all of this, well, with any of these, what we need to do is we need to understand what Jesus is saying in its context. And in the context of John chapter 20, let me actually read you uh, verses 21 through 23. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now, verse 22, he says, receive the Holy Spirit. They're kind of controversial verse to interpret, but we talked about that one on Sunday. I feel like that was a little bit clearer. We can't get into that now. Uh, but what we immediately see 
is Jesus says basically two things to the apostles. One, he says, I'm calling you, or I'm sending you, commissioning you in my authority to do my will. As the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. The way Jesus was sent by the Father was to do the will of the Father. That's clear all throughout the Gospel of John. So Jesus says, I'm sending you to do my will. And then he says, receive the Holy Spirit. I'm empowering you to do my will. And then he says, if you forgive the sins of any, they're forgiven. If they're if you withhold them, they're withheld. So I think what he's doing right there is explaining what his will is. I'm, I'm under my authority. I'm commissioning you to do my will. I'm giving you the spirit to empower you to do my will. Here's what my will is. To show people how they can be forgiven or how it is that they won't be forgiven. And I think what becomes even clearer if you continue through the passage is that happens through the proclamation of who Jesus is. That happens through the proclamation of the gospel. Uh, John, who wrote this gospel, is going to say that down in verses 30 and 31, that this is what he's been doing, is proclaiming to us the gospel so that we might have life, free forgiveness in Christ. So I think when you put the totality of what Jesus is saying together, uh, I think what is being communicated is, I'm sending you to do my will by the power of my spirit, and here's that will. I want you to go proclaim to anyone, to the world, that their sins can be forgiven through my gospel, through what I have done in my death and resurrection. And I want you to proclaim that that's the only place there is forgiveness of sins. And if anybody puts faith in Jesus through the proclamation of that message, we're, we're getting to announce to them that they're forgiven. And they really are forgiven. And if anybody doesn't put faith in Christ, then we're announcing to them that there's no forgiveness outside of Christ, and they're really not experiencing forgiveness. So he's not handing us a magic wand to wield however we want. He's saying, no, I'm commissioning you to do my will by my power, and it's this, to proclaim how it is that people may be forgiven or how it is that people will not experience forgiveness. And I think this becomes even clearer when we examine the actions of the disciples throughout the rest of the New Testament. Uh, I, if we examine how do the disciples understand what Jesus is saying to them. So for instance, if we just go over to Acts chapter 2, the first place where Peter preaches the gospel uh, to this crowd in Jerusalem, how does Peter understand what's happening right there? I mean, he, he knows he's been sent by Christ. In Acts chapter 2, they've just experienced the receiving of the power of the Holy Spirit. So what does he do now? He proclaims the gospel. And how does he understand that? If you read Acts 20, I mean, excuse me, Acts 2, verse 37, it says, When the crowd heard what Peter had to say, they were cut to the heart, and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. I think we see very clearly right there that what Peter and the other disciples understood from what Jesus had to say in John 20 was he's sending us to do his will in the power of his spirit. We've received that power. And, and what is that will? We're proclaiming to people the gospel and that they can be forgiven through faith in Christ Jesus. And when they come to faith, they are forgiven. And if they don't come to faith, the forgiveness is withheld. And we play a crucial role in getting to be a part of that by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. I hope that that's a little bit more helpful. I hope that's a little bit clearer. And I hope it helps us see what an amazing uh, commission this is that I get to look at people, look at you and say, you can experience forgiveness 
through faith in Jesus Christ. You are forgiven when you trust in Jesus. That I could get to say that to people is insane. And even that I could get to warn people, there's no forgiveness apart from Christ. If you do not repent and put your trust in Christ, you will not be forgiven. The, the fact that we get to say that is still a great grace. It's a great grace that we get to share with people, call them to, to repentance and faith in Christ. And so I hope that that excites us for our mission. Our mission is not something we saw this clearly in John 20, and I hope we'll continue to see it. Our mission is not something we engage in. Um, out of guilt, I got to tell people about Jesus because Jesus told me to. No, it's we've seen the resurrected Christ, and we want to proclaim Him. Out of joy, if if you're struggling with not wanting to proclaim Christ, I tell people this all the time. If you're struggling, sharing the gospel, you don't want to proclaim Christ. The, the the thing to do is not to beat yourself up. Oh, I need to share the gospel more. I need to share. No, the thing to do is to get busy staring at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Look to Christ. See him in his beauty. Let your heart be stirred. Your affections grow. And out of that will naturally flow a desire to share Christ with the world. Thanks for joining us for this week uh, and uh, this episode of Midweek Musings. As always, I hope it was helpful. And I look forward to being with you again next week.